0: morning, guys. Oh. This Monday was, uh, was good. Ooh. I remember, y'all, we have one purpose in this life. I know that we all have jobs and trades and lives and all of that, but the center focal point of your life should be your ministry, your ministry of Jesus Christ and telling the world about it. Remember that should be the gravity, that the center point that our entire life revolves around, is preaching this gospel, you guys. That is our one and only purpose. Everything else is just details. All right, let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father God, we humbly come before you this morning, Lord, and we just praise you and thank you for giving us another chance to get it right. Thank you for, um, thank you for waking us up, Lord. Uh, no matter what happens. No matter who's president, no matter how quickly or slowly uh, this new world uh, comes to fruition um, of elites and Satanists that do do the will of their father, Um, no matter how quickly all this comes about or how slowly it does, uh, you're still on the throne in heaven. Um, And thank you for waking us up to that fact, uh, putting the fear of the living God in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for giving us understanding in all things, Lord. Thank you for the ability to read your word and understand it without having to read a thousand-page commentary, Lord. Thank you for being the author and finisher of our salvation, Lord. Um, Thank you for everything that you've done, what you're doing, and what is yet to be done. As we finish off Revelation today, Lord, I just ask that, that we just take this, Lord, and we let it take root in our heart. We let it fall on the good ground. And we let it upward in spring and bring forth 30, 60, and 90 fold, Lord. <clears throat> May this be beneficial to us, Lord, as we write it on our hearts and apply it to our lives. Because no matter what, um, these things in Revelation will take place. Um, and I just pray that, you know, if we're, we're here for it, which I believe we will be, um, that we are prepared for it, Lord. Help us to stay awake on that wall, the wall of revelation, um, and watching, because if not, it'll be just like the days of no, and the flood will overtake the world, and it's going to, Lord, but it won't overtake us um, if we're discerning the seasons. Father... Please just put a passionate, zealous desire in our hearts, Father, to proclaim your son's gospel, Lord, and what he did for us. Lord, I praise you, I thank you, and your son, Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. All right. Proverbs chapter 2, y'all. That's February 2nd. There's a proverb a day, keeps the foolishness away. All right. proverbs chapter two my son if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you make your ear attentive to wisdom incline your heart to understanding for if you cry for discernment lift your voice for understanding if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you; understanding will watch over you, to deliver you from the e- way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who dwell in doing, who delight in doing evil, and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and whose and who are devious in their ways to deliver you from the strange woman, from the to the who flatters you with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Man. We do that every day. Forget the covenant of our God. For her house sinks down to death and her tracks lead to the dead none who go to her return again nor do they reach the paths of life so you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of righteousness for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Yep. When Jesus comes back, you guys, he is going to set up a physical thousand year reign as this word says here in Revelation. We're about to read about it. That's going to happen. And it says only the righteous will inherit that time. Um, Only the righteous will inherit the earth, the transgressors, the adulterers, the fornicators, um, the blasphemers, the liars, the stealers, the perjurers, um, the the idolaters. um, They're all going to have their place in the lake of fire and not um, in an eternal kingdom or the millennial reign. So today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to accept Jesus Christ, to put on Christ and put off Adam. Uh. All right, guys, Revelation 18. We're almost there. We have about five chapters left. We're going to close out Revelation, put this one in the books, just to do it all over again. <laughs> all right, Revelation 18. and these things I saw. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory, and he cried with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a great dwelling place of demons and a person, a prison of unclean spirit, a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunken of the wine of the passions of her immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid, and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she has mixed, mixed twice as much for her. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning for she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, and I am not a widow, and I and will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day, her plagues will come, pestilence, and mourning, and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For the Lord God who judges her is strong. Now again, this is just—it's uh, just further explanation of what we've just read about what already took place. The seven bowls of God's judgment um, already got poured out on Babylon, um, and now it's just revisiting uh, it again. The Word of God does explain things over and over and over again. Verse nine and the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep and lament over her over her when they see the smoke of her burning standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment saying woe woe the great city babylon the strong city for in one hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys her cargoes anymore, cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze, iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil, and fine flour, wheat, and cattle, and sheep, and cargoes of horses, and chariots, and slaves, and human lives. The fruit you long for has gone from you, and all things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you, and men will no longer find them. The merchants of these things who became rich from her, will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, she who is clothed with fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste. And every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as... Make their living by the sea, stood at a distance, and were crying out, and they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads, and they were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, in which all all who had ships at sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Then a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeters Will not be heard in you any longer, and no craftsman of any crafts be found in you any longer, and the sound of a mill will not be heard, not be heard in you any longer, and the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bridegroom and and bride will not be heard in you any longer, nor for your merchants were great men were the great men of the earth because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all who had been slain on the earth. After these things, I heard something like a voice, something like a loud voice in a great multitude in heaven saying, hallelujah salvation and glory and power belong to our god because his judgments are true and righteous for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality and he has avenged the blood of his bond servants on her and a second time they said hallelujah her smoke rises up forever and ever and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped god who sits on the throne saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came down from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all, his, all you his bondservants, you who fear him, the small and the great. And then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder saying, hallelujah for the lord our god the almighty reigns let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen bright and clean for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints then he said to me right Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. But he said to me, Do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours, and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it was called Faithful and True. Amen and in righteousness he judges and wages war his eyes are a flame of fire and his head are many diadems or crowns and he had a name written on him that which no one knows except himself he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god and the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean were following him on white horses from his mouth comes a sharp sword so that with it he may strike down the nations, he will rule them with a rod of iron and as he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And of his and on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, Lord of lords and king of, king of kings and lord of lords. So you just think about that, you guys. We just saw um, in a couple of chapters back. What was it? Chapter 14. There was a reaping. The earth was reaped with sickles, and they all were all poured into the wine press of God, right? And so Jesus comes back and he squishes everyone that's in the wine press of the wrath of God. So you think about it, it's like a big old bathtub. I don't know if you guys ever seen how wine's made. Uh, they go pick all these grapes and they fill up this big old bathtub that has holes all around the side of it and they squish the grapes and the in in some cultures ladies get in there and they squish them with their feet and they squish these grapes so they're down to nothing and they pour them into other barrels and then they go into from these barrels they get bottled up into wine skins but in this case it's 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 sinners and rebellious human beings who have rebelled against the knowledge of God rebelled against the sacrifice of Jesus Christ Rebelled against the righteousness of God and everything good And so they're in this wine they're in this wine press, and Jesus comes down on this white horse with his army And just starts murking and squishing and squishing and squishing and squishing, and squishing. Friend don't be on that side of the sword Today is the day of salvation. Verse 17. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, I saw an angel standing in the sun. <laughs> well, I can't wait till that day. I want to see that. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, To all the birds which fly in mid heaven, come assemble. Come assemble for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses, and of all those who sit on them, and who sit on them and all the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves, and small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and all their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. So I know that there is a wedding feast. Um, I don't know if the Supper of God and the wedding feast are the same. I don't want to give you guys a solid, confident answer and say they are one and the same. Um, I'm leaning towards that. But again, I, I don't deal in absolutes. Um, except for well I'm sorry let me rephrase that I do deal in absolutes I believe in the absolute truth in the word of God I don't believe in relative truth I believe in absolute truth um, but when it comes to things that are not fully explained I can't take an absolute stance on um, on, on on just stuff like that like, like the feast the wedding feast um, there's a lot of other men out there man that get paid for their commentaries and stuff, um, that will take a confident stance on that um, and will say yes or no. I'm not going to, though. I I, I will say this. Um, A brother taught me once um, recently, actually. uh, Focus on the differences, not on the similarities. Because you're going to find a lot of similarities and you'll just connect everything together. But if you focus on the differences, you'll see that not everything connects together the way we want to connect it together in our own understanding. That's why no prophecy is a private interpretation. There is no private understanding of the word. Um, it means what it says and says what it means. So anyways, I, I think, and I could very well be wrong, uh, like I said, I'm not going to say yes or no on this, but I think that that is the wedding feast because it says the marriage of the Lamb has come. Jesus comes down, squish the squishes, and marks all these sinners that rejected him, and it calls it the supper of God. Um, may not be guys um, there may be a big old wedding feast in in heaven, you know what I mean uh, from what I read about the wedding feast, the parable, of the wedding feast it 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 there's some murking going on for people there who aren't who don't have um, uh, their robe on, right? They show up and they don't have a wedding garment. They get thrown into a lake of fire. <clears throat> so, God only knows. Um, this Bible is not 100% clear on that. Um, maybe I could do a wedding, I could do a word study on, uh, on uh, wedding feast, right? Feast. Um, and maybe I can find stuff in the Old Testament that will give heed to it. So that's something I will look into um, and see if God has given us more information about that. All right, let's continue right on, guys. Uh, Verse 20. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in the presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone, and the rest killed with the sword. Uh, which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse and all the birds were filled with their flesh Um, so this was that last final big battle before you know jesus sets up his authority and his throne for a thousand years where the antichrist uh, gathered up all the armies of the world because he has his one world army all everything that he had his best tanks and cruisers and missiles and rocket launchers and Best firearms that he had could possibly muster that man could build, and uh, really thought he could come against, or will think he can actually come up against the Lord God Almighty, the Living God, and he just get smashed. It says the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs and the presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Man. That wedding feast, man. If that is the wedding feast, it's a gruesome, bloody, it's the red wedding feast, guys. (sighs) All right, chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and threw him into the abyss, and shut it and sealed it over him that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Man, I can't even imagine a time where the devil and his minions aren't out here just tempting us, whispering evil things in our ears. Um, but he's literally going to be free-falling for a thousand years in a pit that actually has two, has millions of locusts. Um, that actually come out of that bottomless pit, led by Apollyon, that we read about in some of the the judgments earlier in Revelation. Um, but you just imagine him free falling through that pit, and those 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 they just those locusts with the scorpion tails just stinging Satan, stinging him for a thousand years. He's just getting tormented. Oh man, that's awesome. That's God's righteous judgment right there. Verse four. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them. And judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the, because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or, or his image and had, and had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for one thousand years. Look, guys, every single person in Christ, whether you're dead or alive, whether you were some of the last people that got raptured up or whatever, you're part of that first resurrection If you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you put on Christ and you walked with Christ and you were sanctified, called, holy, and chosen, you will partake in this thousand-year reign. Do not let anyone deceive you or beguile you of your reward. Paul warns about this over and over and over and over again. Guys, there will be a physical thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ and those who did walk with christ in this life will be a part of it because look guys if you're not a part of that you're going to be a part of the second death that's literally what it just said blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection over these the second death has no power but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Let no man deceive you or rob you of that reward. Today is the day of salvation. It is time to get out there and preach this gospel. It is time to get out there and save some souls. It is time to get out there and be fishers of men. It is time to get out there and feed people both physically and spiritually. It is time to get off our high horses, let go of our uh, selfish ambitions, bitterness, bitternesses, and, and, and fruitless judgments. It is time to let go of all of these different things, to put off Adam, and to put on Christ. Walk in a newness of life like this word says. Behold, all things have become new. The old has gone, it's passed away. You don't put wine in, in, in old wineskins, you put wine, new wine in new wineskins. If therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things have passed away. All things have become new. Let us walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. There is now no condemnation for them who walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Let's walk as Jesus walked. Let's get this real faith walk going you guys Let's walk with Jesus and not the world Not the devil Let's forsake everything about this life Because we just read about something much better You can't have both You can't hold on to two You cannot be double minded We're in the 11th hour guys And it's always darkest right before the dawn And guess what baby This is as dark And it's going to get dark We're running out of time. It's time to redeem the time for the days are evil, you guys. We're out of time. We're in the 11th hour. The clock's running out. There ain't much sand left in the hourglass. Live every day like it's your last day. If you were to die right now and all accounts were settled and you go stand before God, do you get a crown? Guys, look, I'm not some crazy prophet. I'm not, I never claimed I've never, ever, ever, ever claimed to be a prophet or anything. I'm just a man who reads this Bible and fears God and has to tell people about it because I fear God. But we are living in the last days. This is that last generation. These are it's just like in the days of Noah. We're out of time, you guys. We are out of time live every day like it's your last and like you're going to lose your reward. <sighs> Let's stop working for things and start working for Jesus. We're out of time you guys. verse seven when the thousand years are completed Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations which are on the uh, will deceive the nations which are on the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together for the war the number of them is like the sand of the seashore and they come up on the broad plain of the earth surrounding the camp of the saints and beloved city and fire came down from heaven and devoured them and the devil who deceived them was thrown into a lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are also and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever You don't want that. You don't want eternal torment forever and ever. That is the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody. But there's so much more that God wants to give us. Verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place for them. And no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things that were written in the books, according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death in Hades, <clears throat> death and hell, gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one according to their deeds. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter 21 guys this is what it's all about right here this is what we're pressing towards the higher mark and calling in Christ Jesus right here then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea and I saw the holy city new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride adorned for her husband and I had been and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the tabernacle of god is among men and he will dwell among them and he shall be his pe- they shall be his people and god himself will be among them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain the first thing is the first things have passed away there will be a day With no more fears No more tears No more pain There will be a day When the burdens of this place Will be no more We'll see Jesus face to face But until that day I'll hold on to you and pray. So much greater's coming, guys. Don't don't lose your soul for the sake of the world. What does it profit? And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things and I will be his God and he will be my son. But for the co- but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and, in- and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake ...that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the the seven angels who had the seven bowls of the seven last plagues came and spoke with me. Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her brilliance was like a costly stone and a stone of crystal-clear jasper. It had a great and high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, uh, and their, and names were written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. And the wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were twelve lambs of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod to measure the city and its gates and its walls. And the city is laid out as a square and the length is as great as the width. And he measured the city with a rod 1,500 miles. Its length and width and height are equal. Can you imagine that, guys? A wall that's 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide, 1500 miles deep That's crazy That's a big city y'all That takes up like The the footprint of that would take up 60% of the United States 70 And he measured its wall 72 yards according To man-made measurements Which are also Angelic measurements the material of the wall was jasper And the city was pure gold like clear glass The foundation stones of the city Were adorned with every kind of precious stone The first foundation stone was jasper The second sapphire The third chalcedony The fourth emerald The fifth sardonyx The sixth sardius The seventh chrysolite The eighth beryl. The ninth topaz The tenth cryophase The eleventh jacinth The twelfth amethyst and the twelve gates were twelve pearls, and each one of the gates was a single pearl, and the, streets, the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God the Almighty and the Lamb are its temple, and the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God has illuminated it, and its lamp is the Lamb." verse 24 The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it in the daytime for there will be no night there its gates will never be closed and they will for, for they will and they will bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it and nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it but only those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life Chapter 22. Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal coming out of the throne, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street. On either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God... And the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His bondservants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. And there will no longer be any night, and there will not, have, they will not have need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illuminate them, and they will reign forever and ever. And He said to me, These words are faithful and true, says the Lord, and the God of the Spirit's of the prophecies of the prophets sent his angel to show to his bond servants the things which must soon take place and behold i am coming quickly blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book i john and the one who heard and saw these things and when i heard and saw i fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things but he said to me do not do that i am a fellow servant of yours And your brethren, the prophets, and of those who heed the words of this book, worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong, and the one who is filthy still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness, and the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. And may enter by the gates of the city, gates into the city. Outside are dogs and the sorcerers and immoral persons and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify to you these things. For the churches, I am the root in the, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost I testify to everyone that hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Well guys, I just <coughs> I pray that y'all take away from this um wholeheartedly and apply this to your life and live your live your life um as this word calls us to. Be holy, be set apart, be separate from this world, be a light and salt of the earth. You <laughs> You may be the only Bible anyone ever reads. Use your life as a beacon of hope because your life is not your own. You've been bought and paid for by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You do not own anything. Everything you have belongs to him. You owe it to him. You are a bond, slave, servant, whatever you want to call it, of Christ you've been bought and paid for, purchased with his holy blood. We need to act like that. We need to give Him the reverence He deserves. We need to lay down our idols and everything that's not of Him and follow Him in, in spirit and in truth. Walk humbly with your God. I love you all.